This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the Colorado Hunting Hub Podcast, where we cover hunting in the West, but mostly hunting in the destination state of Colorado. You'll find information that will help you plan, prepare, and motivate you for your hunt, but also keep you updated on happenings in the Western hunting world. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening to Colorado Hunting Hub. This episode, we have Perry Will, a representative from Northwest Colorado here, District 57. I realize I got listeners all over the country and the world, so this may or may not be applicable to you. But however, if you are hunting in Colorado, this man has impacted your hunting experience somewhere down the road. He was the district wildlife supervisor in the northwest, one of the regions over here, uh, in the Glenwood Springs office, and has a, had a pretty big impact on wildlife in this region. So... Just wanted to bring him on and share share a couple of things uh, from what what's going on in the legislative desk in Colorado. Want to thank you, listeners, for for all your support. Getting some more downloads worldwide. So if you're listening from another country, get a hold of me. I want to hear what your story is. Why, if you're looking to come to the states to hunt, or what what you're doing. So. Lots of things going on. Hopefully you second season hunters are staying warm and filling them tags. It's been a snowy second season for sure. But appreciate you all listening, and we're going to jump right into that. You guys know all our discount codes and things from other episodes and some of those gear highlights or gear company highlights that we've highlighted. We're just going to jump right in and get rolling with this or this uh, interview with Perry Will. Enjoy. You can probably hear me sucking on this hot red too. <laughs> That's just fine. Huh? That's just fine. All right, ready? Ready. Good morning, Perry. Good morning. Thanks for driving in on this snowy, <laughs> snowy morning. We got about a foot of snow, and we both live just just out of town a little ways, just enough to, to make travel a little bit of a pain in the butt. It does, and, and about 30 mile an hour on the interstate. Yeah, but it was uh, got down to the interstate. It was uh, well, you know this this is great moisture. We needed it. Heck, I hope it keeps snowing and 
rained a little bit before it started snowing, and I got like I say a foot at my house, and this is a this has been a godsend this moisture, and also for the fires and everything else, but just just for Colorado, this is great. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a dry dry year, but uh, I want to have you introduce yourself. Uh, and if you're in Northwest Colorado, you know who Perry Will is, or even more so than just Northwest Colorado. Uh, but introduce yourself for for those people that don't know who you are. Thank you, Clint. Yeah, I'm I'm Perry Will, and uh, currently I'm a, a state representative for House District 57, and that covers Garfield, Rio Blanco, and Moffat counties. So a little background: I I grew up in southeast Colorado, in a in a small small town. My family ranched, farmed. All my family, uh, aunts, uncles, grandparents. My dad, mom was a nurse, and. Uh, small hospital out there and uh anyway i grew up small town uh in the ranching community agricultural community and then um since the time i was about oh i don't know about seventh grade i always wanted to be a game warden and uh the game wardens used to come down to a county fair and i'd hang around their booth all the time i just thought they were the coolest coolest guys in the world and uh one of them name was dean wireman and the other one was uh um, oh, his name just escaped me. I just saw him the other day, too, son of a guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I'd hang out around there, and I, that's what I wanted to be. And uh, so I read a lot of books when I was in junior high, stuff about, you know, game wardens and everything, anything to get my hands on. And and uh, got into, course, high school, played sports, did all that stuff. And and my high school advisor, I told him, I said, I, I really want to be a game warden, and he, he helped me. Guy named Dean Carroll. He helped me uh, get get on the path to being a game warden. So, of course, uh, went to school. Actually, started over here at CMC in the junior college thing. Went on to CSU, and then, uh, make a long story short, I got on with the division as a trainee candidate, and then the following year as a trainee as a game warden, trainee, and then uh, I got assigned to the Rifle South District. Spent a lot of years in the Rifle South District. Then I uh, became a roving game warden for Area 7, so I kind of did the whole west end of, you know, Mesa, Garfield, that country down through there. And then I uh, took the exam to be a supervisor. So I went and did a small stint in Montrose as an area supervisor. And then the opening happened up here in uh, Glenwood Springs, so I put in for that because I kind of wanted to get home and consider this home. I love I love Montrose country too, but I just considered this home. Got back up here, spent 14 years as a supervisor here out of the Glenwood Springs office. Got on to a 40 plus year career, and uh, my wife even kept saying to me, you know, maybe you ought to move over and let the young guys in, you know. And uh, I I loved I loved every day of my every day of my. My work with CPW and DOW, mostly DOW, then of course we merged and became CPW, but um, <clears throat> didn't change the job much much for us when we merged, but uh, just kind of a name change. But anyway, had a blast, loved, loved doing that. Then there was an opportunity to get into the state legislature, and it's something I'd always wanted to do. And uh, there was a vacancy committee. Uh, Bob Rankin moved to the Senate. So that created a vacancy as a state representative here. So I threw my hat in the ring, and uh, they picked me. So I sent, I headed over to 
I headed over to Denver in the capital. That was quite an experience, but uh, I I love it. It's something I always wanted to do, and uh, you know, a forty plus year career in in DOW was, I guess, probably enough. So, uh, <laughs> and I I always hear guys like yourself that have spent so much time with an agency, a state agency, they've got stories, <laughs> they've oh. got stories and stories. So I'm sure you've got plenty. It'd be, uh, for another time just to hear some good stories. Lots of stories. Yeah. 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 Um, and one of the cool things about this area that, that I love is you're in, in an intersection of almost three different major ecosystems, the mountainous, the high desert, the, uh, plateau like kind of it's just totally different ecosystems in each one of these it is and and that's what makes it well so the diversity of wildlife here is just incredible right and i mean you, we got everything from you know high alpine you know goat sheep and you know on down to chucker you know so it's yep. i mean it's a the diversity of wildlife is incredible and now because of uh, efforts of sportsmen and the, and the dow we got pretty good moose population right around here right Absolutely. That's been really cool to see. Yeah. Um, so the, your, your leap to legislation, what, what might, uh, have been some of those major drivers? Did you see some things that you're like, this is maybe where I could have an impact or what was? Yeah. It's where I thought I could have a, you know, it's, it's kind of like going from a, from game warden to a supervisor. You have more impact, you have more impact on, uh, on game management, everything. And then, uh, but, but as a legislator, I thought, you know, my whole life was devoted to public service, and I just couldn't shut that off. You know, and uh, I thought if I can go to the legislature, I can I can uh, defend what we hold near and dear over here, especially as sportsmen. And uh, that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do it. It's uh, is to go over there and and be a voice for the people, because it's a it's a really urban dominated. Uh, state legislature there's darn few rural legislators i looked at the map this morning because i wanted to see the breakdown of the those different areas and we've got 17 ish let's say of larger and what like 20 some odd all just right around that denver boulder area right yeah and my numbers are off but close you majority of the property or land in the state is you you're covering three ginormous counties <laughs> yeah and and there's legislators representatives over there that are representing seven counties right so so basically it's a it's a, a representative for, for every seventy seven thousand five hundred people let's just call it for every eighty thousand people you get one one representative so in my case it takes in three counties some reps mm. it takes in five six seven counties and then the denver area there's there's uh, there's representative districts over there that are a mile wide and four miles long, and there's eighty thousand people in there, so they get a representative. So you can imagine how how urban it is, and and you know they're 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 you know they're mostly good people want to do good things. However, they don't they don't understand or even suspect what we hold near and dear. We just drove through like four or five of those districts just to come to your old office. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, and thank, and you know, thank God we live where we live. Right. You know, I, I, I don't want any part of that up there, but, um, so we're very blessed to live where we live and, and get to enjoy the things we do. But, 
Um, yeah, the it's I've had I've had legislators over there just you know you say well where where you where's your district and you name the counties and they really don't even know where they're at you know huh. well a lot of them will go well I've driven through I seventy and through Rifle and Glenwood you know yeah of course don't don't know much much about it yeah so you know you don't want those people that don't know anything about our country voting on issues that affect our country yeah. Uh, and I haven't completely explored the Northwest just because there's tons of it. I've only been in Colorado eight years, and that's not enough to explore the full Northwest. Oh, Col- absolutely. It, it, but it is beautiful country. I mean, most people go up to the Maroon Bells, and, yeah, that's beautiful. It's got its own beauty. But the, the high desert and dinosaur area, and, yeah, there's nothing there for towns, but it's beautiful absolutely gorgeous country and wide open you just sit on a big ridge of some sort and just see how huge huge this country is it's huge and i couldn't agree more you know and, and i've only been in colorado 65 years and i i haven't seen it all exactly I, i've seen it i've seen a lot of it but but you're right you know and i tell people all the time I said, you know, we're we're out here where we live once in a while. We get to drive driving somewhere. We get to use our high beams at night, yeah, right? You know that. You know <laughs> that's a good. Most way to parts say it. of Colorado anymore, there's just no need for high beams. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, and in these rural areas, we have a lot of a lot of folks that are almost voiceless because they're out on a thousand acre plus ranch that that. Uh, not much buddy no one around them and so right. you're here and knowing who they are and knowing kind of what they what they need as folks what what are some of those things that uh um you're seeing that that would be relevant that would be important that you're working on well i I'd, I'd have to say on, on the west slope number one's water and and we we watch that very closely especially as rural re- legislators and and West Slope, but it's but even East Slope rural res- legislators they understand that, and so probably water is a number one issue that we look out for. But also, you know, I stick up for hunting and guns and and uh, fishing and all that stuff. I mean, you know, I'm 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 there back in a sportsman. In fact, this year, you know, hopefully, I go back. I'm running running this this uh, this round right now. So uh, in fact. Vote for me November third, please. If you're in, in House yep. District fifty-seven, yep, we are. But uh, I'll be I'll head up to Sportsman's Caucus over to Capitol this year. Uh, Jim Wilson, great representative, term limited, headed out last last session because he was term limited, which is a real loss. A great great legislator, um, but um, he kind of passed the torch to me for the for the Sportsman's Caucus, which I was very very honored to do and to take over so um i'm looking forward to that and uh, so that and you know you mentioned people um, you know i am and that's kind of my campaign thing is i you know your choice your voice you know because i want to be the voice for the people of this of this district and and to be quite honest you know as you well know people people they can't get too involved i mean they're out there trying to make a living right you know, you got to yeah. you got you got to make a living. You got to make your house payments. You got to make your car payments. You got to get shoes on your kids' feet. And I understand all that, and uh, that that's who I represent is uh, you know the hardworking people of the 57th district. And I want to go over there and be their voice. And I I've been here long enough that I kn- I know how most people think and feel. And 
you know, I hear this all the time about, oh, you're a Republican or you're this or that, you know, and I got to tell you, Clint, I represent every person in my district. And, uh, yeah, I'm a Republican, but, you know, they don't vote me in to go represent Republicans. They vote vote me in to go represent the people of the district. And uh, some people lose lose track of that, and right. uh, I don't. Right. Well, that's that's good to hear. And let's just assume, because you're not going to just plan up till November 3rd. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking thinking uh, ahead of that that game and planning on getting voted in. What's what's on the docket What for the Sportsman's Caucus and, and things for sportsmen this year? Well, obviously, there's a gazillion issues. Sure. Right? And uh, each every time we meet over there, we actually, uh, Sportsman's Caucus feeds everyone at the Capitol. Have a little hot dog and chip deal and stuff, and everyone at the Capitol loves it, and and it's good, you know, because a lot of people are anti-hunting, anti-gun, so it's 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 good, you know. The Sportsman's Caucus does a really good job with that, and we'll continue on with that tradition. But <clears throat> kind of whatever the hot topics are at the time we're coming up, will be stuff that we talk there. We only get an hour, you know, when we when we actually meet there for the caucus, so you can't cover a lot of things, but. Uh, We'll be covering any any hot item issues at the time or, or what's coming up in the future that's going to be a hot item issue. And, and, you know, that can come from anywhere from, you know, obviously trapping of bobcats to, to whatever. And wolves, obviously, uh, we've had a few few uh, uh, stuff on that in the past there in last session. But uh, obviously Prop 114 is going to be a huge deal. Right. Here come November 3rd. And those moose you just mentioned, I not good. <laughs> I don't know what we spent on that <laughs> to uh, bring them in, but yeah. a lot, yeah, a lot of time and effort, a lot of a lot of dollars, um, and uh, you know it just it's it's not. Uh, and I tell people all the time, it's not whether you're pro wolf or or anti wolf, whatever. I mean, it, this state there's there's five point eight, almost six million people in the state of Colorado now. We're not Wyoming, Montana, Idaho. You know that that ship sailed. Uh, I mean, I wish we were, but we're not. They're just there's people all over this state, and uh, it's not it's not uh, the it's not fair to the wolves. If if you if you love wolves, it's not fair to do it. It's not fair to introduce them, right? For the, to the species, in my opinion, it's not fair to them because they're going to be in conflict. Right. That's a good point. And uh, so I, I mean, I think from from a wildlife standpoint and our game, our game standpoint, it's it's not a good it's not a good thing. And you know, they're talking about restoring balance and all that with with the wolves. Well, I'm sorry, folks, but that that ship sailed a long time ago, and it almost six million people in the state. It def that ship definitely sailed. All right, and by allowing that going through, we're going to take that balance and jam it into the ground instead of allowing things to come in naturally like they're going to and are and allow that balance to just slowly stay balanced <laughs> you know if that's sure. if that's a, how we're going to get them that's how we're going to get them yeah. but and we got them it's absolutely right right absolutely so right. and and in in an established pack we've had wolves all along you know especially singles and one or two you know but to have an established pack which now they know we have an established pack also with the with offspring certainly appears right so um yeah no i mean and 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 i think everyone said if they're coming in naturally we'll we'll deal with it you know right there's a plan the management management plan and that's a good plan 
that working group did a wonderful job on that. That's a that's a great plan. Cool. So uh, I'm curious about about something. How do you approach the the city boys? I guess we'll call it. <laughs> the the lawyers and the legislators and and here you are a, a rancher and you're I know you're heavily involved with with our our county fair and and the, yeah. the 4-H and everything that we're doing here in Rifle with anytime there's a rodeo seems like you're there yeah and uh um heavily involved with the ranching community and heavily involved with our CPW and uh, how does someone like yourself approach these the the folks that have never seen this is a foreign idea foreign way of thinking uh i can't believe uh that it's okay to have guns uh, those sorts of things right. that their, their, their thought process is 100 times different than than you and i it is uh, yeah so what how how's your what's your approach with with such opposite viewpoints i guess my i guess the easiest way to answer that is i try to educate them just through education I try to educate them, and I try to explain to them that, you know, just because, uh, you know, you love hunting, okay, um, I, I bring it down to everyone's level that, you know, you enjoy hunting. I'm all about liberty, right? So <clears throat> if it's legal, knock yourself out, right? Right. You know, it's people's it's your liberty to go do that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a privilege that we, we, we partake in. And, you know, we grow up and a lot of these people don't, you know, I had the advantage, I'm sure, same as you, Clint, you know, I had my dad hunted, my uncles hunted, my grandfather hunted. You know, I mean, I got brought up through that, you know. And there's so many of those. I think every kid in the world would love hunting if they're exposed to it. Right. They're just not exposed to it. And, and, and kids, you know, they, they like to shoot guns. Like if they're exposed to it, learn how to do it you know, properly and and safely. That's evident as soon as any kid, any kid gets yes. his first fish on the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no time. no question. I don't know how many kids I've helped catch a fish doing outdoor ed and B- seeing, bingo. seeing kids with a feeling the tug and the either absolute panic or freezing up of Oh, what is it? Something I've never felt and seen before. Right. Uh, to excitement, uncontrollable excitement, to just, you know, all, to kids crying. Right. <laughs> just, sure. It's all kinds of emotion and excitement and things that you can't get in any other way. And that's innate. I got to tell you, that's innate. Absolutely. And, and, uh, but you know, that I just, I do back to your question as far as I, I, I do try to just ed- educate them and, uh, and I do that by saying, you know, so Clint, you love to hunt, right? Yeah. You also, you love your family, you love your kids, you know. Yeah. We're all the same. We all we all love our kids, our grandkids, or our families and stuff. And so that's why I try to connect. Is like, you know, look, this is this is organic meat you're putting on your family's table, you know. And and if, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, legislators over there are vegetarian, so that doesn't ring too. <laughs> too true with them but so, but if you're not you know you you got to understand the organic you know free-ranging meat that you that you're providing your family mm-hmm. and uh so it i just try to, i try to educate them some of them just you know it's it's some of them listen some don't um i've had you know people attack me over there about guns and 
in uh, not not so much legislators as as um, some of the groups, you know, that are there at the Capitol trying to, you know, they don't they don't want guns and they think guns are terrible and all that. And so I've uh, I, I think I've educated some of them pretty well. I mean, it, it's one way is I get to, and I won't tell the whole story, but uh, they were getting on me about guns and all this and hunting, and I said, well, you know, I'm pretty proud of my granddaughter. She killed her second mule deer this year with her 6.5 Creedmoor. She shoots better than most adult men, you know. Aren't you proud of her? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's pretty hard to, you know, knock on a kid. Right. It's easy to knock on us adults. Right. It's pretty hard to knock on a kid, you know. Yep. I said, aren't you proud of her? Because I am, you know. So I, I just try to use those those kind of arguments. And, uh, and also sometimes it's like, um, you know, look, I, I enjoy this. Just like you enjoy, what, maybe it's it's mountain biking or something on the weekends out there, you know. Right. And, and you choose to go mountain biking, and I go. I choose to go hunting. Well, that's that's, that's fine, you know. Yeah. I I I'm okay with you doing what you enjoy. You need to be okay with what I enjoy. And blood sports obviously are not spectator sports. Right. We understand that, but it's still a it's still a great sport. It's just not a real spectator sport. Yeah. It's a spectator sport if you're a grandpa or a dad or whatever. <laughs> just like you were talking about the fishing. Yeah, that's about as good a spectator sport as there is. But it, it, it's not filling the stadium type thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I always say that I, people connect to the outdoors in a different way, totally different way. I, I've dabbled in anywhere from mountain biking to kayaking to rock climbing and trying some different things sure and the number one way i connect is hunting hunting fishing does it for me too yeah but hunting is what does it and that's how i connect and it does different things for me than it does for this person uh, that i can't even explain so it's not even about the guns it's not about the yeah. the grip and grin photo it's not about any of that it's about being so, out there. yeah and, and someone else is just going to connect in a different way right. there's not enough there's not enough space really to have six million hunters in Colorado. No, <laughs> that's that's not going to work. No, it's not going to work at all. Uh, we already have a bit of an orange army at times, right. <laughs> but, but uh, um, that that's I, I just wish that that folks would realize that we all connect in a different way, right. and the bikers connect their way, and I connect my way, right. and it does things for me that just like the biking does for them. So. Uh, I also, another thing that made me think of, I just was watching a uh, YouTube channel, uh, some a group out of South Dakota, and, and takes 15 to 20 years to draw an elk tag in South Dakota. And right. this guy that's running this YouTube channel, his mom drew the tag. Perfect. Between cancer treatments, oh my. she gets to go on this elk hunt. And I don't even know these people from anyone. But it almost made me a little emotional. Thinking oh, like, sure. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, what just happened for that lady and the, the her son, who they got to go on this hunt together. And, I mean, I have no connection with them whatsoever. But I could feel that because I've gone on some hunts with my dad. Uh, and just being out here in Colorado and bringing him from South Dakota, we have, we have created a, a, a stronger bond together around hunting. We chased bears for years and finally got him one. That's perfect. And my dad is, I, he's he's a good shot, but when he saw that bear, 
he got some serious bear fever. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but because it just so much built up and the number of days and the miles and everything trying yeah. to find that bear. And it, last year it was elk, chasing elk. Perfect. And, and we, we've had really, really great times together. And those that bond has been strengthened just through through hunting. So it's... Oh, no, I, I totally agree. And, and you know, God bless that, that mom on her... No kidding. I mean, that, that's great. And, you know, when I was with DOW, I obviously got involved with several Make-A-Wish hunts. Oh wow! Kids, you know, m- multiple of them actually, and that you know that's that's pretty that's pretty rewarding. In fact, it's very rewarding. And those those kids' wishes are to go on a deer hunt or an elk hunt or whatever, and that's that that Make a Wish Foundation and those some of those different programs are great, really great. And and people people all chime in to help with that, so it's 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 an awesome thing. But uh, you know, you're talking about getting out there, and it's hard to explain. And I, I and I. I totally agree with it. You can't put it into words and explain it, but uh, you know, you hear about this forest bathing now. You know, some of the I don't know if you've heard of. Forest. No, that's a new term. Oh no, For, <laughs> forest forest bathing, <laughs> and that's where the the, the the urbanites get out in the forest and connect and get some peace and quiet and stuff. And I've I've heard of that forest bathing and seen a little bit of it about it on TV. But I'm like, hunters have known that forever. Ever, <laughs> yeah. they know not about a foreign concept at all. Not a foreign not a... concept, but it is to some. Huh. And uh, it's like, wow, well, maybe maybe they're starting to figure out some of our reasons we do what we do. But, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that, and that's what Colorado's working on is trying to figure out how to, yeah, not love our state to death. Yes. But to to manage the recreation, in whatever f- hook and bullet or or not. Yeah. How how that's managed is there? Are you seeing some things around that? come up in in the work that you're doing yes yes there yeah there's quite there's quite a bit of that actually and i'm glad you mentioned hook and bullet club you know because um you know as as some some people you know don't don't like that right but i I gotta i gotta plug this fortune here they pay for all the conservation right licensed buyers they pay for it all and you know, I happened to be in, in DOW at the time when we were trying to just do the habitat stamp, getting some non-consumptive users to pay, you know, to help with some of this wildlife management and things and the issues we face. Well, obviously that didn't go so good. But um, finally, I think after two years, we finally broke over one percent of them buying habitat stamps, the non-consumptive users. So. Just the bottom line is sportsmen pay for everything. Sportsmen pay, you know, and they go, well, it's because you, cause you want to shoot them. Well, you know, there's, what, close, you know, 700 and whatever odd species in Colorado. You know, sportsmen paid for lynx reintroduction, too. We don't hunt lynx, you know. And and so there's there's all kinds of things sportsmen pay for, for non-game and different things that we do for managing wildlife in this state. And, yeah, there's obviously we hunt deer, elk, sheep, goat. Moose. We're not, not hunting the endangered toad no the, no we still boreal boreal toad yeah sportsmen still pay for that right biologists right here you know they're getting paid through sportsmen's dollars to do that and and so i, I mean i i got to plug sports from there they they've always paid the bill and i've always footed the bill i think i wish there was other ways and other funding mechanisms we could get in place to uh, so everyone paid so it wasn't all on the sportsman's back 
Do you see anything like backpack taxes or you know, those sorts of things? Or? Well, you know, the, none, the, none of them have ever been very successful. There's some there's some new things on the horizon. Uh, I think there's some new stuff coming up on a bill that, you know, I don't know that I'm going to be on yet or not, but I've been asked, and, and, and it's a deal with uh, for just a parks pass on with vehicle registrations. Um, don't know there's a lot to be done there yet you know some states have the you know the one sixth of one percent type sales tax on everything that's that really works like Missouri there because it's uh everyone pays everyone pays for conservation and I you know I think you know if you're out there enjoying wildlife watching you know there's a sportsman are paying for that right those moose were paid by those moose paid by sportsmen so i I wish we could get you know used to be years ago was people go well i don't want them to have a voice because you know you know we're paying for it and well newsflash they got a voice and uh let's let's get everyone paying into wildlife wildlife conservation right uh what else uh what else are you seeing come up come down the down the line with that's relevant to, to sportsmen well, there's there will be a lot of things coming. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and run a bill this year on uh, on the search and rescue stuff, trying to help some counties out. Cause oh, yeah. You know how some of these counties. I mean, and you know the rock, the I shouldn't say rock climbing, mountain climbing. You know the 14ers and all that. And some of these counties are getting hard hit hard with rescue stuff. And and obviously the sportsmen have the search and rescue fee. The 25 cents been there forever. You know, or not yeah. forever, but for a long time. Uh, but working on a bill with that for help out some of our rural counties because they just they don't have the equipment and the financial support to you know do helicopter rescues every other day you know what and I've question on that with our twenty five cent fee that we pay what what is even included in that like what what uh, well you, then you you can get a helicopter ride out there because you paid for it right now if you're not a license holder or something that doesn't count. Hmm. But yeah, they then they'll pay the reimbursed counties and stuff like that through that fund. Okay. But I, the the deal I'm looking at just a, a it's a it's a different deal. It's not a it's not a charge on a license. But uh, there's there's some of that. There's going to be a lot of things coming down the pike from from a, I think from a from a sportsman standpoint. The main thing is <clears throat> some of that over there is there will be bills introduced and and our job is try to. Uh, fend them off and, and and at least where there's do no harm right right and get rid of some of that stuff because uh but I, I don't see a lot of really terrible ones coming this year but you never know when you get in session there's obviously uh, uh the conservatives are in the minority right you have a democratic governor the the senate is democrat 1916 uh 19 Democrats, 16 Republicans. The House is 41-24. 41 Democrats, 24 Republicans. So Quite outnumbered. Quite outnumbered. Um, hopefully we'll flip some seats this session and or this election and uh I don't I, I don't know what I don't know what the Senate Senate will look like. Uh if we could get that the Senate back then we can get rid of a lot of bad bills that that we see there are bad bills. Uh, right now, it's just they're they're in the majority and uh, can put stuff through. So a lot a lot of times it's just damage control and try to do no harm. But we're um, th- there's a there was a lot of things come down the pike. I mean, I think I don't even remember last year seven hundred and some bills, and then that COVID got that all goofed up, and 
you know, some across the finish line, any bill that had a fiscal note because of the financial state of the state, any bill that had a fiscal note just got postponed indefinitely because there yeah. was no money. Yeah. And I don't see that going to be a whole lot different this year. Right. Especially now that that money hasn't been there for so long. <laughs> right. Well, and, and COVID. And, yeah. And then, you know, geez, you take, you know, the poor West Slope right here at Glenwood, too. You know, it's like, you know, the fires and Canyon Clothes and Grizzly Creek Fire. And, and you know, you go on West. And, I mean, gosh, you know, that's along with COVID, the combination of fires. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm over there sticking up for small business, trying to help them out. You know, I, we need these mom and pop stores. You know, yeah, and absolutely. Uh, that's that, that's high, high in my priorities. Keep those places open, restaurants and mom and pop stores, and uh, because and and they're hurting and hurting because of COVID, um, the pandemic, hurting because of fires. You know, when you get talk about commerce getting shut down, when that interstate's closed. That's that's a rough one, and then you you throw the tourism in with the people not getting to Glenwood, and that's All right. That that hurts our communities. Right. Uh, anything? Give us give us something positive to end on with a with a some really good things that are coming for sportsmen or or just some a highlight. Well, I think I think the uh, I think there's actually a lot of positive, and I and I try to concentrate on the positive. Right. I right. hope if I come no, across no, no, like no, no, not that. <laughs> I just we were going up from COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, COVID, COVID's not a positive. It's There's not. a lot of good things that have come out of there this is. pandemic. Yeah. Uh, telehealth's one of them with COVID. I can tell you with telehealth medicine. Oh, but uh, but you're right. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's some come out. Yeah. And I tell you, one of the positive is people being home with their kids. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and this sheltered in place and and all that. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's been good for some families. Maybe not all, but it's been good for a lot of families. Right, and. Uh, I think I think for my own personally it was good, you know. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, heck, sometimes my grandkids are too busy with sports and different stuff, and slowed the, you down. Slowed slowed us down. They got to come yeah. up and just play in the dirt and yeah. do some things and help help grandma garden and 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 it's just where time before they didn't have time to do that. Yeah. So I've I've seen some positive. I think the other thing I'm from rural Colorado uh, perspective is. Uh, People have learned that they can work from home. Right. And it, it might, because people, you know, the lawlessness in the streets that we've seen in these cities, people are leaving, and they're not coming back. Right. And I don't care if it's New York or Portland or Denver or where, I don't know where you, wherever you're talking about. You know, that lawlessness, lawlessness in the streets, people just, they're not, they're not going to expose their kids and their families to that. With so, a mix of learning that you can work from home. Exactly. So now they all they need is a place with good internet connection. Right. And you can leave the city. Right. <laughs> you can go. Yeah, if you got the broadband stuff, yeah. And and so and then they and so I think that'll be a boom a little bit to some of the rural Colorado and some of these towns that are right. struggling. Obviously, you know, I mean look at Craig and Meeker and I mean it's especially Craig with the power plant and all that and the coal and that's Maybe I mean that that's not going to be the savior of those communities, of course. But maybe some people, you know, moving into those communities. Obviously, it's a great place to raise kids, right? Yeah. 
you got you got good schools. It's 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 a safe place. It's and so people are going to be looking for that, and I think that's I think that's going to be a little bit of a a boon to some of these these rural towns in Colorado. I really do. Right, right. I, I've I've worked in the the big schools and not big city, but Sioux Falls, South Dakota, one hundred eighty thousand. I've worked in those. Yeah, and I've worked down in in parachute with when you got thousand kids in the district yeah and it's almost like the level of care for kids is i mean it, there's no you couldn't tell I, I, maybe even greater uh -huh. i mean our our principals and and superintendents those people care about those kids so if folks are worried about the the school districts or that sort of thing i mean it's the rural colorado is a wonderful school district so we've got wonderful we've got uh great things going on and i was a part of it right i am a part of it Right. And uh, so it, it's those little communities have a lot to offer. A they whole do. lot to offer. And not that this was a campaign speech to get people to move no, out no, here. No, no, <laughs> but, but, uh, but we're going to get it, we're gonna get attacked over that. Go, hey, we don't want, we don't want no, more we'll keep people. keep them out of here. I know, I know. I know. But, but, uh, but, but that that's, yeah, we will. But uh, I, I think that is a little bit of a positive, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, I, I, I've never experienced anything other than small town and rural, so right. I don't have a lot, but I do, I do know the advantage of it, and, uh, and I, you know, our te we got great teachers and, and principals, and I, I know, I've been there, I've been to my grandkids' school, you know, and I, I see they care, they do care, right. and they do a good job, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that, and I know, I know teachers' salaries, and then we, you know, when you get over here. Um, especially right here where we're sitting, it's pretty tough for a teacher to make a living on their salaries here. And, and housing is absolutely, you know, we, we, we try to work on some of that housing stuff and, and I've worked on it in, my, in the past sessions over there. Um, but you know, trying to help, you know, there's, there's no easy answer to any of this. And, um, and I, I tell people, you know, you're not going to send any politician over there's going to cure all the world's problems. I can tell you that. Right. But if you can go there and have someone stick up for what you hold near and dear and try to make things better for everyone in your community, then that's that's the most you can ask for. Right. So let's uh, leave leave us with something else. Just what else, as we got our voters and listeners' audience, um, mostly sportsmen, I'm sure, uh, lot of out of state which maybe we're not so speaking to sorry yeah that's, a, <laughs> that's time, all right but, no that but you know. uh, leave us with something that that uh um as we come up on november 3rd or so, just anything in general so i'm i'm asking for people to send me back over there because i i do have your backs and and uh, i know what people on the west slope hold near and dear and it's as i stated before it's an urban dominated legislature and we need a voice like mine over there. I've even had legislators, urban, urban legislators, have told me since I went over there, they go, Perry, you bring a perspective that's been much needed over here. That's awesome. So that's good to hear, you know, because yeah. they don't always agree with me. Right. But they said, you bring a perspective that's been much needed. And uh, so I, and I, and I appreciate that. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a boots on the ground guy. You know, my basically my whole career is boots on the ground, and if, if I want to know something, I talk to boots on the ground people because I know they know. I don't talk to the supervisor, supervisor. I talk to the people, the boots on the ground people, because mm -hmm. then you're going to get the straight scoop. Then, right? And I've uh, 
I, I follow that to the T because I know. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I just, I, I ask for your support if you, if you can vote in '57. Obviously, this isn't the, this isn't a campaign commercial or anything. And I'm, I'm sorry if it sounds uh, like it. No, no. I, I, I do, I do want to represent y'all, and uh, I, I truly do. And I think I have something to offer. I tell you the truth, I, I'm a, I'm an honest, straightforward guy. And if I didn't think I had anything to offer over there, I wouldn't be there. I remember when I became a, a supervisor for DOW. I thought to myself, you know, as the younger guys are coming in, the new game wardens, I said, man, I have I have something I could offer them. I really do, you know, and mainly an experience and stuff. But I'd sit there, you know, a lot of times laying awake at night, thinking I I need to I need to become a supervisor because a light switch kind of went on. Like I have a lot to offer to these people, the new guys, you know. Right. And so I think I'll I think I, I'm going to try and become a supervisor. And you know, I got on my career so long there that I had, I had game wardens working for me. That, you know, I used to tell them, I said, "I've been doing this job longer than you've been alive." You know, <laughs> so you kind of get to that point. Uh, but yeah, it is the same thing with the legislature. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, obviously a lot of young legislators there too, but they, quite honestly, don't have the life experiences I have, and and what I've observed in Colorado my whole life. I've been, I'm, I'm a true native, been here my whole life. And I, I watched it, so uh, I do have a perspective. I think that that d- does help over there at the Capitol. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And the reason that was one of the reasons I brought you, wanted to get a hold of you and have you have you on is just because you have represented as sportsmen here at some point. I mean, how many hunters have we got coming to Northwest Colorado? Oh yeah, and yep. you you've been a part of that. Serengeti of the of the West over here in the Northwest. Yeah, you know, it truly is. I mean, well, it's over sixty percent of the elk killed in the Northwest. Sixty percent of all the elk killed in Colorado, right here in Northwest Colorado. Holy smokes, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's accurate. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is the Serengeti, you know, yeah. from Colorado for sure, and we want to continue that, and we want to keep it that way. And but uh, if there's anything positive I can tell you, is I can I, I will tell you that I do have sportsmen and sportswomen's uh interest best interest at heart and i will represent that over there i can't always win but i'll darn sure represent it right well we appreciate that very much well uh i think we're good right there that's i think the great great message to send and i appreciate your time oh yeah thanks for having me I, i enjoy this and and uh good luck to everyone out there and good luck this fall if you haven't already hunted so Yep, we're in the middle of second season. Second season, pretty it's good rolling. storm here. But I was watching them this morning when I come from home, and it's uh, it'll uh, this kind of lifts out. It'll be good. I wish I was deer hunting right now. Right now, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sun's coming out. The yeah. snow's gonna just start dropping. Those deer yeah. are gonna be moving. Moving. Yeah. yeah. So All right. Well, thank you, Ferry. Thank you. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country.